What's up, folks? Welcome back. It's episode 138, I think, <laughs> of the SoCo Show. Uh, this is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. Hello. Oh, okay, good, good. Uh, and for the second straight week, we got a guest. At Jared Buckendall. JB joins the show. Welcome back. It's me. <laughs> so Dear Jared. We, we all have nothing to do and so um it's been easy and and convenient for jared to join the show so you, you may see jared uh more often or hear him i suppose more often on the show uh while everyone's quarantined uh, but we'll see but happy to have you back for a second week man that is the most polite way of saying i'm unemployed currently thank you <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to dance around it nicely <laughs> But that said, uh, you do have a brand new project that you started uh, at last <clears throat> the night before we're recording this. Uh, your your inaugural episode of JB Live, J Buck Live. Uh, I hope I have that right. Uh, and yeah, get as it right, a, come on. as a viewer, was a resounding success. I had a lot of fun watching that show. But um, tell tell the folks at home what I'm talking about here. No, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, the first episode of this like live movie comedy variety show. Oh, there's commercials, everything. Um, thank you, Seth and Cody, for uh, tuning in. You know, joining in the chat, saying some ridiculous things. But yeah, every Tuesday night at eight o'clock Central Time, we might move it depending on when people are free to watch. But yeah, it's about an hour long, and every Tuesday, so tune in to uh, J Buck Studios for that. J Buck Live every Tuesday. Boom. And, and uh, I'm, your your uh, your gratitude was misplaced because that was actually Seth Bot in the chat, not Seth Ott. Oh, so, well, yeah. who the I, hell I hired, is that then? I hired a robot to be me for that for last night. I was uh, I was uh, disposed elsewhere. I, I my services were needed. Were you going on a date? <laughs> <laughs> no. In these quarantine times, I was What's on a hit. Oh, you're on what? A, okay. I was like, I what was services? A there, there's an open contract with the Continental. Ooh, I like it. John Wick style. I, I gotta admit, I, I Call me not... John Dick. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that's nasty. Don't do it to him. Ugh. I did not go Hitman. In my head, I went straight to you were providing uh, sexual favors of the oral variety on someone who had paid you to do so. So I'm, I'm glad that it's not, I'm glad you're murdering people instead of eating the butts of strangers. That's, that's John Lick. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that's nasty. Guys, we're on a roll here. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Seth, if you're going to be, if you're going to be providing uh, sexual services, just make sure you protect yourself. There's coronavirus going on and you don't want to get John sick. <laughs> oh no. Boo. <laughs> Well, luckily that I, you know, in, in these these dark times, um, I, I have been able to uh, move my skills other places. So for the time being, I'm going to be John Flick. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! I don't know if I told you guys this. I'm, I I bought a house. <laughs> 
really? Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's really big. It's really big. It's really old though. So the whole thing is made of John Brick. <laughs> that the the uh, the setup was a lot better than what than the uh, delivery there on that one. <laughs> I would call that one a John Slick. Oh. Oh God. You guys are really pissing me off. You're, you're being real John Briggs. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you think if... <laughs> Do you think if uh, if Keanu Reeves were going to have... We're going to be a voice actor on, like, for example, a, an animated show on Comedy Central. Do you think he'd be more <laughs> of a John it. Morty or more of a John Rick? <laughs> I was trying to figure John Rick was in my head and I was trying to figure out a way to go on that one but yeah not my best work but I have the artificial idea in my head that we're pressed for time right now to get these puns out so yeah yeah I mean I guess I, I don't know we're trying to you know speed this long so I'm gonna be John quick with this one <laughs> you know I guess the one thing that that's nice about being inside right now other than talking to you guys i guess is uh you know i don't have to spend as much time outside or in, in the woods i don't have to worry about john ticks <laughs> picture a john tick jumping up out of jumping out of a tree in like an action pose and landing on you oh i will say one thing like this whole this whole quarantine thing like staying inside not really like going and walking around working out i've been eating a lot of food like i am like john thick right now <laughs> <laughs> oh john thick with two c's i like that <laughs> but um, it is nice it it being inside and dating it does level the the playing field right now for me um because it's all online dating um you know i don't have to be out in a bar uh you know on my phone I can have the John Pick of the litter. Mm. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh man. If uh if you do if you do go out with someone, be careful um and be good in that relationship because you don't want to get John kicked to the curb. <laughs> All right, this is getting old. I'm getting John sick. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, if you moved if you moved to like Alabama, would you become a John Hick? (laughs) (laughs) All right, are we calling it? I think so. I think so, yeah. (laughs) I had to get the last one out. Okay, that's the end of my list. I I wrote my list on paper using a John Bick pen. (laughs) Okay, I'm actually done now. I quit. Wow. So, anyway, here we are (laughs) doing a podcast. Hit the sounder, that's the show. 138 episodes, and we just got down. We just, you know what we just did was, um, Seth, do you remember that bit we did? (laughs) Where, where, um, where... Miles Miles Minute? Minute. The Miles Minute. Oh, yeah. We need to break that back out again. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) If this quarantine lasts much longer, we're going to be doing more Miles Minutes, I think. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. That is good stuff. Well... Um, all John related puns aside, uh, we actually have a show to get to. So, uh, let's jump into it here and it's going to be a fun one. We got a lot of cool stuff to do. Uh, we've got more of Seth's, uh, what are you calling them, Seth? 
Well, it was quarantine thoughts or what? Quarantine quips, quarantine queries. I think that's what it was. Quarantine queries, but they're not all quarantines. They're just they're just uh, musings. They're my musings. They're Seth's. Uh, I, I was trying to spitball something, but I couldn't think of anything. Normally, if I just keep talking, it'll come to me, but it didn't happen that time. All right. Well, at any rate, we later on we'll have another edition of Seth's Somethings, Crazy which I'm really looking forward to. Um, and then we got some TV to review. We do have some new movies to review, uh, mir- miraculously. And um, Seth has a We Missed the Boat, so <clears throat> lots of fun stuff on the show today. But before we get to any of that stuff, we got to start like we always do with some chic tweets. I call you a punk. So the day that we're recording this is April 1st, and, you know, it's, it's in normal circumstances, I think there'd be a lot of jokes and funny things that come out to, you know, normally they'd come out today. Um, but of course, with what's going on, not a lot of people were doing it. People were saying boycott April 1st, which I agree with, but Iron Sheik isn't uh, one to always follow the rules. So Iron Sheik joined in on his own a- April Fool's Day. Uh, his fr- it's a, actually two it's uh, two tweets. The first uh, tweet it just says Hulk Hogan is the best ever, and then the <laughs> second tweet is uh, Iron Sheik giving the fucking camel clutch and making Hulk Hogan humble, and it says fuck Hulk Hogan, April Fool jabroni. Boom. That's a good that's a good thing to say. You got him. So you know what's funny about that? Um, I read the Hulk Hogan tweet, but didn't see the other one. And so I was like, why is, why is Iron Sheik being so nice to Hulk Hogan all of a sudden? Turns out I got April fooled like a dumbass. Ugh. You did. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Hulk Hogan and, and, uh, and Iron Sheik don't have a, a great relationship. Uh, Hulk Hogan is the one who beat Iron Sheik for the championship for his first championship. So there's mm. a lot of beef there. Yeah, put that jabroni on the map. Yep. Man. Well... Iron Sheik doesn't really participate with the rest of our rules, so um, shouldn't be surprised to see that he's getting some April Fools in, uh, poking some fun at uh, old Hulk Hogan there. I call you a punk. All right, folks, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. Okay, um, we have Mathis Designs. Find our friend Steph on etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationery and graphic design needs. Pull. Okay, and Mike's Wood. Head on over to etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wet if you want to get your wood worked. Okay. It, it seems like you were getting. You started at about eighteen months old, and then got younger with each of those. <laughs> I Benjamin buttoned it. Yeah, it was an interesting choice. Uh, not a lot of people would have made it, but that's what makes you the best. I appreciate that. Uh, I speak- am the cream. There it is. I am the cream. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of greatness and perfection, uh, let's kick it over to a couple of previously recorded great voices, and they're going to tell you a little bit about Anchor. Wow. Legends of the Earth, indeed. Um, If you want to become an Anchor contributor, head on over to the Anchor page. You can link in the description box. 
and uh, you can donate to the show on a monthly basis. Uh, shouts out to our current contributors, Mike V, Jared B, who's in the house tonight. At Jared That's me. As well as <laughs> Mike V and fuck you. No, I said Mike V twice. Uh, and it's not fuck you. Sorry, I've been drinking a little bit. Um, <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's it's Mike V, Jared B, um, Casey C, uh, and then Anna S is the latest. Who Anna? Please change your last name to something that rhymes with the other three. It would be a lot more easy for me to remember. Thank you. Um, anyway, shouts out to our current contributors. If you want to become a contributor, hit that anchor link in the description box. If you can't or don't want to. Um, then just keep clicking on these episodes, keep sharing them with friends. Every listen helps the show out. So thank you guys, uh, for tuning in. All right. So we got all that funness behind us and I'm out of breath here. So Seth, I, I guess we got to kick it over to you for some, some of your, uh, wh- I, you know, what did we call them before? Seth's somethings. Crazy <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, just again, you know, <laughs> we have a lot of time. We have a lot of, a lot of time to think. <laughs> I got the coronavirus. What? And, uh, <laughs> I got the coronavirus. I'm dying. Um, no, I don't. That's a bad joke. Oh, that's nasty. Um, but we have a lot of time to, to think. You know, there's not. We don't have much going on right now to, to stimulate us other than uh, Netflix and porn Pornhub premium. premium. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I've been writing down a lot of my thoughts that randomly pop in my mind, um, and. It, Basically, uh, there's been a, a lot of kind of weird random stuff going on. One thing I have noticed is that because everyone else has free time, there's been a lot of uh, people who do who used to be on shows like popular shows, especially Netflix shows, things like that, things that have been on Netflix. They're now going and doing rewatch podcasts. Of course, we had the the Office Ladies, uh, which is a good podcast. I enjoy that very much, where they recap every episode of The Office. Um, Joel McHale and Ken Jong do kind of a community one where they, they a little bit of community talk. They don't go episode by episode, but the newest one that premiered this week uh, is uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, which is Donald Faison and Zach Braff re, uh, doing an episode by episode rewatch of Scrubs. And um, I think, I think uh, you know the easy comparison, um, and and I like to think too is that Cody and I are, are kind of like we're like the less popular version of of Donald Faison and, and Zach Braff. Cody, of course, being Zach Braff, I'm Donald Faison. And so, <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, they're starting, we started a podcast first, they're starting one now. Unfortunately, I think they have passed us though, in terms of theme songs, uh, because their theme song, uh, unfortunately is a million times better than ours. So I sent you a video with the audio of that. If you want to go ahead and play that. Okay. This is the first time I'm hearing this too. So buckle up folks. Here we go. Goodbye. Everybody. How funky is that song? <laughs> I do like that. That sounds like something you either already have memorized or will very quickly. <laughs> I probably will soon. Um, but that, I they because that, that was the end of the, the podcast and they played it at the beginning and they just kind of went into it without really like explaining much. <laughs> and it was the funkiest fucking song I've heard. I was having such a good time. But they have, they have definitely surpassed us. So um, I, I think that uh, Donald Faison and Zach Braff are officially the the uh, the bromance uh, the world has has desperately needed. 
We have modeled our bromance after theirs, I would say. Um, well, we started a podcast. We have 138 episodes. I thought that we'd at least built up some credit by now. Well, yeah, the podcast, we definitely beat them to. Um, but <clears throat> being borderline sexual partners as, as good friends is something they got to first. Yeah. Um, but so I was thinking, though, um, now that everyone's do, everyone has time to do this, um, all these you know former stars of shows and stuff have time to do this, um, what other shows do you guys want to see? Uh, or sorry, what other shows do you want rewatch uh, podcasts for with the with the the stars of the show? Uh, one that popped into my mind, and then I'll let you guys go is Zaboomafu. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, with the Crap Brothers. The Crap Brothers, yeah. Crap, C R A P, K R A T T. Oh, Crat. Crap, C-R-A-P. <laughs> yes, man. We know how to spell crap. Well, I didn't know if that's what you were saying. <laughs> no, the crap brothers. Well, one of you guys explained Zubumafu to me. I'm not sure that I've seen it. It was on, uh, wasn't it on PBS? Yep, it was PBS. And uh, it was the crap brothers, not the crap brothers. <laughs> and uh, they, they're hanging out with a, a lemur named Zubumafu. The ring-tailed lemur Zubumafu. Hmm. They didn't want to name him fucking Ricky. They, they named him <laughs> Zabumafu. No, it's Zabumafu. Zabumafu, man. Does he come with that name or the kids give him that name? Does he talk? It, it's Zabumafu. Yeah, he talks. He's a puppet. But he's also real. Oh, so so that's his own name. Like, he didn't, like the kids didn't give him the name Zabumafu. Zabumafu. Also, the, the Kratz, the Kratz are not kids. They're adults. Yeah. They had They're adults? Diff- they had another show too, didn't they? The Wild Kratz? Um, maybe that's an animated one. I think so. That's this is weird. I I definitely have not seen Zubumafu. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. You haven't seen Zubumafu? Are you looking him up right now? Zubumafu. Yeah, Zubumafu. Yeah, Zubumafu. I have not. I've not. Yeah, seen with this. the Crap Brothers. I would remember, I would remember the. I would remember the Crap Brothers and and Zubumafu. <laughs> Zubumafu. I, do, I don't even what do, know. How okay, to what spell do you, what do you think the show is about? Zubu. I thought it was like a kid thing. Like, uh, yo, here's the colors and here's how to share and like shit for young kids. I don't know. <laughs> here's how to share. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> here's how to share. Oh, here we go. It's a preschool series that teaches children how to respect and care for animals. I think that's reasonable. Ooh, he's a playful little lemur. Hangs around Animal Junction with Matt and Chris. Yeah, Chris Kratt. Chris, Chris Kratt, Kratt, Omega. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'm glad I learned a little bit more about Zabumafu. Am yeah, I and the right? Kratt brothers. Zabumafu. 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 And the Kratt brothers. And Zabumafu. Wow. Um, in um, response to so the that, question but, that you answered with Zabumafu. <laughs> Um, I don't know, Jared. Do you have one? Um, for some reason, like Nickelodeon popped in my head, and I was thinking either all that or the Amanda Show. Oh, um, I think Amanda Show because of how crazy. Yeah. Like I, I don't even want to. I don't want to rewatch podcast of that. I want to like an investigative report on, <laughs> on her. Well, the thing is, like a, that's what it will turn into. Like they'll start watching yeah. it, you know, with uh, the boys' room or the girls' room or whatever. Um, and then she'll just go off on a tangent about like Drake's dick or something. <laughs> that's funny 
I don't. I uh, guess... actually heard that Dick, Drake's dick does go on a tangent. So. Uh... <laughs> oh man, that's. Oh, that's nasty. You got both for that one. Now I'm thinking about Drake Bell's penis, so I appreciate that. Um, uh, every, show... girl, every girl who opens up his jeans goes, I never thought it would be so simple, but oh, I found wow. a way. If you open up your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Um, the show that I would want... Um, I'll go a different route and say... Um, Last week tonight with John Oliver, because I, I just I just want more behind the scenes of that show. I think it's really interesting and their process is cool, and I'd like to learn more about it. So I think I think it would be that. Um, otherwise, like Parks and Rec is an obvious next one, right? Mm-hmm. Are, is someone mm. doing that? I don't think so. You know that that's next, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they would do it with, though, because like I don't think Amy, the Amy Poehler is I think too big of a person to do it. Um, Aziz probably is, uh, Nick Offerman's too big. Aubrey Plaza's too big. Chris Pratt's definitely too big. Like they have to get Jerry and fucking. <laughs> they have to get Jerry Chris, and Retta. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it it would be it would be weird because like honestly, I'm surprised that Donald Faison and Zach Braff. I mean, they're not huge stars by any means, but I'm surprised that they're doing it because they were the stars of the show. Like mm-hmm. Office Ladies is Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. Uh, it was Pam and Angela. So like they're not Pam is kind. I mean, she's a wow. big part of the show, obviously, wow, but she's Seth. not doing wow. any. She's not doing anything now. Like you're they're not gonna a, have. You're more of a Karen guy, Seth. Oh, I love Karen. Yeah, big fan of Karen. But like they're not. She's not doing. She's done like three pilots that have all failed. So like. Yeah, that's fair. She did that one. She had one that did a season or two. Is it breaking yeah, like up together? One season. I don't know. Yeah, not a lot of success coming out of that cast. Um, not as much as, like, Parks. Parks, everybody hit big after Parks. <clears throat> Here's a question for you, Jared. Uh, mm-hmm. if, Seth and I, if Seth and I are black scrubs and white scrubs on scrubs, the, which scrubs are you? Um, I'm probably the janitor. No, I'm not the janitor. <laughs> um, You're Ted. Yeah, probably. You're Ted. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was gonna say the really horny guy with the cutoff, but nah. Todd? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not horny. I don't have a cutoff. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm like looking up other right? ones here. I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, uh, boy. No, not Boy Meets World. There, uh, Dawson's Creek. I could see that one. Oh, that that would definitely. I think people would watch the fuck out of that. Or yeah. like One Tree Hill, one of those. Yeah, old, one like, of those two. Yeah, thousand episodes. Actually, uh, the OC. I would. I would listen to that one. Mm. I didn't watch the OC. I think. It, I think in a few years, a uh, good place one could be good. Oh yeah, yeah. I would do a good place. I, and I think Kristen Bill would actually do it because obviously, like her uh, Dax, mm-hmm. her husband does podcasts, and I'm sure she, it would be easy enough for her to just do that. And then I'm sure one of the people would come on and do it with her, but. Hmm. Well, those are wild. Yeah, podcasts in general, uh, definitely a spike lately. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people, I think it's, you know, we were talking before the show about how the universe kind of tells you things. And um, I think if for people who have been wanting to do a podcast or start YouTubing or or twitching or something to that effect, um, 
this seems like a pretty good signal from the universe that it's time to start that shit. So mm-hmm. for the folks out there who are waiting to do that stuff, you you probably got plenty of time on your hands. So now might be the time to try that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so transitioning here, one thing that uh, we got to try uh, this week that we probably wouldn't have done if uh, there was no quarantine stuff going on is we did some uh, VR uh, VR theater watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which was an interesting experience. Uh, we watched uh, the movie Trivia Schmodown, which we love watching, and uh, we we sat in the same virtual room and uh, proceeded to throw tomatoes and popcorn <laughs> at each other. Could you look over <laughs> and see them? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And, and the mouth the mouths moved when you talk because there's a microphone in the headset. The mouths moved. It was really Whoa. weird. Um, it's awesome. My favorite. My favorite thing though was so like you can like transport to different seats within the the place you're sitting in, and so there are a few times where I would like just randomly move my spot and go to a turn of head <laughs> and go whoa. <laughs> and the ones so they also give you um, 3D paints so you can like paint stuff in the air like just whatever the fuck you want. And so I I painted without him knowing I painted a uh, uh, <laughs> just like this black wall. <laughs> And then I moved. he turned and looked and went, Jesus! Scared the hell out of <laughs> because he did, Because he didn't know. When he looked, he turned over. He didn't realize there would be just blackness. Or he thought he'd look over and see me. Um, <laughs> so I was doing shit like that. But it was actually quite a bit of fun. And for the most part, it worked pretty well. It was kind of laggy watching mm-hmm. some of that stuff. Um, but it was... It, once, you know, once we kind of got settled in there, it worked pretty well. But then also... Um, we got to go into an actual movie theater at one point, and uh, <laughs> I, I requested that Cody play the Marcus Theater's intro <laughs> yep. because I was miss. <laughs> I sat in the back of the theater where I'd sit at the theater and listened to the Marcus Theater intro, and and it made me very sad. <laughs> there were faint sniffles coming from his direction, yeah. but the VR those room it it is sweet, man. Like. It was you you pick what your living room wants to look like and or what you want it to look like, I suppose. And you can like I, you just invite your buddies over if they have Oculus. So like I just sent Seth an invite and he pops into the house and picks a seat on the couch. And there's a big screen on the side of the wall. The app is called Big Screen. And you can beam things into the app from like your PC. And so it's really easy to watch like YouTube together or um uh, like movies and what a lot of people will do is turn their their house in the their vr house into a movie theater and you can go over to their place and watch whatever movie they have so people will post like here's my room and it's an open room and i'm showing endgame right now and you can just jump into the room and watch endgame from wherever they started it and um or from wherever they are currently and you're just in the room you can turn and talk to a person next to you if you want or you can turn and watch the watch the screen it's really really fucking cool and it gives me hope for uh oasis happening during our lifetime because it's (laughs) it's pretty immersive and you get to sit in there for a little bit and it feels like that's where you are i almost i almost like tripped over a bunch of shit in my house because i like went to stand up in my vr room and walk and there there's a table there so you got to be careful but the vr stuff is pretty sweet so if folks have um if people have oculus uh, comment, uh, hit us up on Twitter or on Facebook and, and hook up with Seth and I, and you, maybe we can host a showing of something, um, or something to that effect. It'd be really cool to connect with some folks in VR. Um, 
it somehow is cooler to me than doing like a Skype session. Even though I'm not looking at you, I'm looking at a, a an avatar of you. It feels more mm-hmm. like you're there than video conferencing yeah. does to me. It's weird. Yeah, it, it was strange. Like even taking the helmet off, I forgot where I was after a little while because it like yeah, it doesn't look exactly. But it, some of it does look pretty real. Like when when we went into when I went into like the theater lobby, it felt like I was in a theater lobby, yeah. and then like. We were looking up uh, at the the ceiling. There's like a hole in the ceiling, and uh, like there's a sky and like uh, a cloud moving and um, some stars and stuff. I'm like, man, that looks fucking kind of real. It was weird. It's yeah, it was. Up. It is, and and the app. So like, you can stream your own shit in your room and have mediocre quality, but they also will put like official showings of movies. So like, you can buy a ticket for a couple bucks and and fucking go to the movies uh, in VR, which I'm I'm sure we'll probably try soon. Um, but again, if you're on Oculus, friend, uh, send us a message so we can friend you. Um, but the app is called Big Screen, and it's a free one. So check that out if, uh, if you're a VR person, because you might find Seth and I throwing popcorn at each other in my living room. <laughs> um, but it did, so it did, it did at least kind of, um, you know, appease a little bit of my uh, missing of my theater. But I did find myself at a low point this week. Where um, yeah, I just I just scrolled through pictures of the theater lobby, um, <laughs> and it felt like how I you know kind of got emotional like how a widow looks through old photo albums of of their uh, partner. <laughs> That's how I kind of felt in this moment. I felt like I lo- I've lost a, a lost a, a soulmate in the movie theaters. Oh man, That's well that I think is at one end of the spectrum. Um, of how intensely you're taking the uh, the movie theaters being closed, Jared. How are you holding up without the theater? I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I it's just weird. I don't I, days run into nights, nights run into months. I don't know what year it is. Um, yeah, I'm very much <laughs> like I'm excited for day one back in the theaters, but who knows when day one? It, let alone what movie it's gonna be. <laughs> Are, are you? I mean, I really want to see a Quiet Place Part Two, but I'm also kind of nervous to go see it because we're going like we're just coming off of like a, a pandemic type you know thing going on, and then we watch a movie about the world ending, so it's almost like too close to home. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, us three we're going right away, but I'm I'm curious on the casual fan how th- I mean, this could be a benefit for us, like we're going to em- near empty theaters to watch movies again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, whatever that first movie is that we go to is going to blow our fucking minds. <laughs> yeah. Just the well, size like, of the picture and the sound, it's going to be, I'm, Seth said it last week, I'm probably going to cry too the first time I get back in there. <laughs> yep, as soon as I hear the, the intro song and biting down on a nice juicy burger. Mm. Um, no, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do because like in China they're they're opening theaters back up but they're playing old movies like Endgame and Avatar and stuff I wonder if we do the same thing I wonder like if if we kind of have a little bit of a a soft opening type thing um or like I know around here in Iowa we'll probably have theaters open sooner than like or could open theaters sooner than LA and New York because it's not as you know not as bad here um, and LA and New York are like a huge theater market. There's a ton of ticket sales that come out of LA and New York. So do we open up first? Do like the Midwest chains here open up first um, that are only primarily Midwest theaters and show, you know, run their cl- classic mm. movies or whatever first. So I don't know. It'll be, it, it's going to be really interesting to see 
what happens. But yeah, I'll be there day one and and uh, crying and peeing in my seat. <laughs> well, maybe too. And depending on the different theater companies, some may not be able to survive this. And it we may see where some of the big uh, entities merge, um, which would be pretty sweet, Seth. If uh, if Regal bought AMC, then you could get uh, you could get the Regal Pass finally. Well, or not AMC. AMC. Um, where do you go? What rinky dink operation do you go to again? Rinky dink, <laughs> you son of a bitch, <laughs> Marcus. There it is. You you do not disparage the name of Greg Marcus. I think I will. Have we, Jared? Have you weighed in on the cheeseburger that Seth is referring to at this Marcus uh, Theater? I I don't think I I believe we ate there, but I don't think I got a cheeseburger. Mm. So I cannot confirm nor deny these allegations of it being delicious. Okay. That's probably a good place to be. Play Switzerland. If, uh, if we get to go to, if, if this, uh, Cedar Rapids independent film festival ever happens, um, we'll, we'll have to take a pit stop and see a, a a new movie at, um, at the Marcus theater and you can grab yourself a taste. All right. Shock me down for 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Booyah. So, so, Jared, I know you go you go to like a, a Alamo draft house where you can eat like full meals. So like what is the full meal you get there? And then also what's what's your movie snack? Um, I mean, yeah, there's plenty there's uh yeah, I'm gonna talk about Flick's brew house. There's another one that serves food and whatnot, but I've only been there once. I typically get the because I if I, I can't have like a something messy, like a big old burger in the dark, because I'm gonna be it's gonna be in my lap. So I always Amateur. go with the chicken strips. But you get those tossed in barbie uh, buffalo sauce, Ooh, and then it comes barbie with sauce. three dipping sauces. So I'll get gravy, ranch, and barbecue. What? But the gravy is for my French fries. Oh, and the ranch is, is like... for the chicken, but the barbecue is also for my French fries. <laughs> Wait, I need all the sauces. Is it like What's... white sausage gravy, like on biscuits, or yeah, 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 yeah. Like... yep. Okay. That yeah, yeah. and it's I warm and it's, mm, it, it's so good. Fries with gravy. Oh. Okay, that's that's an. I mean, that's Dairy Queen. Like you laid it out. You laid it out like you didn't have to think long about that, and you laid it out really specifically. So you must do this all the time. I do it all the time, and I've only got them get to get my order right once. They always fuck up say. somewhere. <laughs> they were they were not good when I was no there no that so. they the last few times I've gone there Seth can obviously contest to this they uh they're they're bad they're bad at their service and everything there. Well, that's a shame. Okay, yeah, so what about you go to you go to the big chain you go to the big chain um, yeah less of a full menu then then what are you snacking on? See, I'm not a big uh, you you two are snackers. Whenever we go to the movies, you guys are the ones diving into that. I usually get a glass of water. Um, <laughs> For my snack of choice, though, I mean, I love popcorn, but the bad thing is I always eat way too much, and then I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, give me give me a small, but then, like, cut that in half. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember the last time I finished a whole small bag of popcorn, which is nice, because I know I'm never going to run out. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty sweet feeling. I can eat to my heart's content. Otherwise, but I would here- say, uh, aside from popcorn, peanut butter M&Ms. Ooh, I do like those. See, I'm more of a standard M&M guy myself, uh, especially when paired with the aforementioned corn. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will recommend to you guys, um, something I always do this just because I'm, this is how I am. I always have M&Ms and popcorn in my house anyway. 
Um, but now, lately, with not being able to go to the movie theater, I can at least put on a movie and eat corn and nems with a big soda in my house. And that has helped me. So you guys should think about getting some movie snacks for your home. Now, hey, I got a question about your corn and M's uh, situation there. Are, are you one of those people that pours the NEMS in the popcorn? <laughs> yeah, two things here. First of all, it's NEMS, okay? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, N- NEMS. Okay, good. N-E-M-S, as in the second half of Yeah, M-M-M's. yeah, I said that, Zaboomafoo. Yeah, Zaboomafoo? <laughs> Zaboomafoo. Yeah. Zaboom- Zaboomafoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is NEMS, corn and NEMS. And uh, no, I do not nems. pour the nems into the corn because I am not an anarchist. I believe in order. And I think it's important that you keep your nems and your corn separate because I don't want to be surprised by the nems. I want to I wanna know I'm about to get a nem. Not that I like need to be warned, but when I definitely want an M&M in my mouth, I want to be able to reach right for one instead of having to dig around in my popcorn. And, well, and also, put, wouldn't they sink to the bottom? Exactly. Whenever I put nems in corn and then I shake it to like get them to sink down, all of them sink down. So either the M and M's are always on top, or they're all, or either they're all on top or all on bottom. Maybe there's a technique I'm not familiar with, and I don't want to learn it anyway because I keep my nems to one side and my corn to the other, and it's like I'm dual wielding in an FPS. I'm just <laughs> one hand for each item, just throwing it back. I'm a monster. For the first like half an hour of any movie, I am absolutely fucking crushing snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta tell you, man. Though, uh, you know, keep keeping the nems separate and and um, you know, not not wanting them to surprise you is kind of how a lot of people, how a lot of white people sounded back in the '60s. So <laughs> I, I, feel, I, I feel like feel like <laughs> I feel like you're being a bit racist towards the nems. <laughs> Oh, I am one of the nems too. That's the problem, uh, <laughs> man. That's here's. The, I like them both. I think. Yeah, you're, I just. You're... I just don't think we should mix them. You know, keep them sep- equal but separate. You know, like I want them both, but I want my nems to be safe in their own little cup holder, and the the corn will be separated from them in an area of my lap, which I've specified is for corn only, and so. That's how I keep my nems and, and my corn separated. And the only place they're allowed to meet, much like blacks and whites in the 60s, is in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you're someday, uh, years down the road, you're going to have to use an, uh, you're gonna have to issue an apology for using the term nems. It's going <laughs> it's to come back on you someday. Uh, I grew up in a different time. We were allowed to say nems back then. <laughs> Them damn nems. <laughs> Oh, trying to wow. get in all our corn. I can't believe all those nems stole my car. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing, right? Nems are black people. Do I have that right? <laughs> I think so. About? Okay, just want to make sure we're all driving at the same analogy here. <laughs> oh, no uh, son of mine is going to be eating nems. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jared's like, I'm gonna leave the show now. Uh, I got my own show that that I can't jeopardize by being on this. Right <laughs> yeah, now. those six listeners I have. <laughs> yeah, J- Jbox Studios is gonna get bought up by E, and then you're you're gonna announce the news, and then they're gonna find this and be like, wait a minute, you associate with people who don't let their kids eat nems, and then you're gonna get your shows your show pulled. That's so the way it that. goes. Yep. Yep. Shoot a pickle. Shoot a pickle. 
Holy cow. <laughs> oh, man. Seth, um, what, what else are you cooking up in that little brain of yours? Well, the only other thing I got left here that, uh, you know, seems that that would make sense to talk about is, of course, the biggest, big obsession we talked about last week, Tiger King. Uh, everyone's loving it. Everyone's wanting more of it. We're talking about movies. We're talking about, um, you know, more more investigations and cases being opened backed up and all kinds of stuff. But um, one, bit, one big piece of news came out this week that really... Um, it really, there was shockwaves sent through the world of, of Tiger King, and, and we found that um, it's been confirmed that Joe Exotic did not actually sing in his country music songs. What? What? And and so this 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 year couldn't get worse. I know. We we thought we had something pure and wholesome, and um, you know, I saw a tiger, and uh, uh, you know, I thought I thought we had a real boff with because you love me, but of course. Joe Exotic was lying about that too. So, um, you know, it could be that maybe that bitch Carol framed him. You know, may, maybe maybe she's lying about this and and spreading some some nonsense. But it seems like Joe Exotic is not the one singing. Um, that being said, does does that change your opinion on Joe Exotic at all, Jared? I know you've watched it all just like I have. Uh, is your opinion changed on Joe Exotic? And and do you do you feel that? Um, th- this documentary is all a sham because of this. I think that Netflix needs to come out and have a formal apology to everyone that has watched the show because that is probably the center point, almost the core of the documentary. And I feel like we've been cheated. We've been bamboozled. Um, Netflix, you know, they're a company, but they need to very much apologize for this, you know. Um, and also uh, in my review of that, I was doing the exact same thing he was doing. I was just lip syncing, so I, I don't know who's who's better in this, Joe Exotic or myself. Wait, so who does sing? <laughs> who sings? I, I don't. I don't know if they said exactly who it is, but it, it's uh, it's definitely someone else singing in his place. Hmm. Well, hey, Cody, you've watched it, right? I haven't yet, but um, oh, you have I, okay. I continue to get it recommended to me, so I, I think I'm going to need to start it. Uh, I am familiar with that bitch Carol, as Seth put it a second ago. <laughs> I, I I do know who that is. <laughs> um, yeah, see, Cody does this thing where one, uh, it's an hour long show or hour long hour long episodes, so that already deters him. But then he also doesn't like to watch things that other people like. So that's that's correct. Yeah, and <laughs> I have been I have been deterred for a while. I guess I'm I am I am being deterred. I guess is what I'm 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 deterred. So. He'll, he'll get on it eventually, probably when it's done being cool. Uh, as an example to uh, support your point, Seth, uh, I am finally just now watching Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, uh, I am, I think I'm like 10 episodes in. I'm, I'm nearing the end of season one, and I love it. It's I'm excited to, to wrap this up tonight and, and go watch more. Uh, I am fully entrenched, and I will be watching it all. And I will have caught up with the rest of the world who watched it all two years ago. But I'm in luck <laughs> because they're not putting out any new episodes until next year anyway. So I'm not even really that behind. Um, but uh, Atlanta <laughs> is great and it is on Hulu. Uh, so if you're a listener, you're probably on my Hulu account. So feel free to go over and watch Atlanta commercial free. Cha-ching. Because um, that's, uh, that's what I've been up to. They do some wacky shit. I saw the episode where uh, it's all a TV show. With like the commercials and everything, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I think so. That was pretty entertaining. Um, 
I like the way they did that because I started to get pissed because they have like a fake Dodge commercial that comes on. And I was like, there better not be any fucking Dodge. I pay for no commercials. <laughs> and then it took, it took me a little bit to realize what was going on. And then there's an episode where a guy, um, a guy claims to have an invisible car. Yes. I don't know if you <laughs> Wait, what? Wow. I had, I, I think, I think when we first talked about Atlanta years ago, you told me, Seth, that there's an episode where a, a small joke eventually comes back around and has a punchline, and you were exactly right that I was going to spit my fucking drink out all over my living room <laughs> <laughs> when I saw it. So you were you were correct if if a couple years late. Uh, Jared, yes. do you know do you know what gag I'm talking about? No, I haven't seen this show, but it sounds like I need to watch the oh. show. Okay, yeah, you you do, um, and. What I'm talking about is in one of the first like ten episodes. Um, so I thought that was season two. So I I didn't realize you were that. I was I was I was gonna ask you like I didn't want to give it away being like invisible, but right. Um, I thought it was season two because I think yeah season two has my favorite single episode maybe of TV ever, um, which is Teddy Perkins. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Is yeah, is Atlanta thirty one. minutes or an hour? It's 30. 30, and it's like a 22, 23 when you take the oh. commercials out. You can okay. burn through them. I might just do that this weekend then because it's on Hulu, right? Yep. Boom, yep. there we go. Yeah. Yep. It's a nice it's, watch. Uh, it, yep. You got Donald Glover, of course, Brian Tyree Henry, Lakeith Stanfield. Got a good cast in it. So. Zazie Beats looking fine as hell the whole time. Yep. Oh, man. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. Season, t- season two, episode uh, six, Teddy Perkins. Oh, yeah. It's, I can't wait to get to that. It's something else. Highly recommend Atlanta for the quarantiners out there. Um, just nice, tight episodes. Each one pretty much stands on its own. There's there's continuing storylines, but you can watch pretty much any one and enjoy it. Um, and it's it's just tight. They, they don't have a lot of wasted motion. Like, everything is either funny or dramatic or informative. So um, I recommend it. They did a good job. And actually, in streaming news, too, uh, and Jared, we were talking about this last night on on J-Buck Live. Uh, You were giving your rundown of different shows to watch, and um, someone mentioned Community. Uh, I think it was Gina, actually. My girlfriend Mm -hmm. mentioned Community. Mm -hmm. And um, we've been, she and I have been watching Community on Hulu, but I just found out today it's been added to Netflix as well. So um, for folks out there who haven't uh, haven't watched Community, high, high, high recommend from this show. Uh, And all episodes are on Netflix now. that's did we did we say before that there's one there's like a every episode recap podcast for community kind of um it's joel McHale and ken jong and they talk about community but i don't think it's episode by episode ah gotcha okay well that's a good one anyway Um, so catch that on netflix again talking of i mean going back uh, i guess circling back to the scrubs one it actually is a very entertaining podcast because those two have incredible chemistry they're like best friends obviously from since they've done the show and and uh um so yeah this, the, if you're a fan of scrubs definitely check out the scrubs re, uh, rewatch podcast with zach braff and donald Faison because they they are hilarious and talk really they you know passionate about passionately about the show and, and all that stuff too so um between i mean i like office ladies but even just one episode i i think i'm i already am gonna like this one better because it is more comedic based and they're you know, their chemistry is awesome. Just, I mean, you know, they had nine seasons, well, eight, eight seasons and whatever nine is um, of a TV <laughs> show. And they even make the first episode, they make fun of season nine. So, <laughs> oh man. Well, that's how you bring it full circle, man. Uh, what's it called? 
fake doctors real uh, friends yeah fake doctors real friend real friends friends real friends, <laughs> friends. <laughs> all right john hick <laughs> i was trying to do the an impression of your mom um, it was close friends <laughs> yeah that um, was good that was spot on yeah um but uh yeah fake doctors real friends with uh zach and donald i think there you go boom podcast yeah. go listen to it uh that's gonna wrap it up this week for for seth's somethings so we still have that stand-in sounder until i create a new one uh, but i think it's working out uh let's turn now to the wacky world of tv we got to jump into the tv corner television down on the corner nobody puts baby in the corner all right hey, hey, jared do you uh do you dance like we do during the the sound how do you guys dance I, I don't know. I just usually do like some weird arm movements or something. Oh yeah, I was, I was I definitely wiggle. doing the shoulder groove. Yep, <laughs> I wiggle my head side to side and do shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, we got a, a a TP. Is that what we do when it's three? A TV TP today. All right. So three shows this week. Uh, one from Jared and two from Seth. So Seth, why don't we start with you uh, with one of the shows that you caught? Yeah, just a, it's more of an episode of TV, but there's two episodes of TV. But um, do want to talk about it because it's something that I, uh, I guess, lived through and was very, uh, very focused on, aware of back when it happened. But um, there's a, a series of um, episodes of this this show on Vice. Uh, it's like a smaller channel, and they do a lot of YouTube and internet presence, but called the dark side of the ring where um they have had a couple seasons of it now but they look deeper into certain things or wrestlers or situations or whatever that that have happened in professional mm-hmm. wrestling and one big one i think most people probably know about because it was huge national news was chris benoit and he's the guy who um killed his wife and son and then himself um and this really dives deep it's over two episodes they're about an hour apiece. um and they dive deep into kind of first his history um, as a person and a wrestler, um, and and then the second half is is more about kind of the first half ends kind of right with the you know the murders and everything, and then the second half di- dives deep into like kind of um, the situations around it and and uh, maybe more not what led to it because they kind of build to that in the first episode, but like um, you know it kind of debating whether it was like cte or if it was drugs and steroids or what have you um it's a really interesting like look at it because um it it, for i think wrestling over the last five or so years has really opened up more and because there's been more tv shows and movies like glow uh is a popular show and they really look uh, they they kind of do behind the scenes of wrestling because they're they're talking about the show they're putting on and and so they're they, they I think the the whole show of wrestling and the the storylines and the training and all that stuff is becoming more normalized for what people are seeing and so um, I, I think that and then fighting with my family is another movie too that did the same kind of the same thing so I, I think that people kind of know more about wrestling and what happens with it but this really dives deep into like the relationships and. Um, kind of like what people thought of him as a as a performer and stuff too. So it does get kind of, um, you know, like uh, behind the scenes or um, 
uh, what's that what's that term uh, ba- uh base inside baseball there we go oh yeah uh, it gets kind of kind of gets in, inside baseball some of the stuff but really the main thing they focus on especially the first episode uh, and one that something that kind of hit me too was uh, his relationship with the wrestler who also died early um eddie guerrero I think a lot of people know um, about, or a lot. Of, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but it, it's it, it was a fairly popular story where he um, had a lot of drug use and stuff, and then uh, was basically found dead in his hotel room. And him and Chris Benoit were like best friends, and that they talk about like that was kind of a, a mental snap for him, where things just changed, and then um, a, a few months later, it kind of led to uh, what happened with him, and then also afterwards, he he was a big um, the whole thing with Chris Benoit and his brain was a huge thing with CTE. Um, they investigated and, and did research on his brain and he actually went to, so the guy who has made, uh, concussions and stuff with the NFL, like way more of a thing was a former professional wrestler, Chris Nowitzki. And he, um, he left wrestling early, this guy, because he had concussions and all that stuff. And he, and months before Chris Benoit, it might've been weeks before Chris Benoit did this to himself and his family and everything. He said, um, I want you to study my brain someday. So he like came to him and was like, I want you to look at my brain because he knew something was wrong with his head. Um, and so like that, that's a huge part of it is like talking about CTE and, and, um, and then there's like whole debates cause they have some of his family. Cause this whole interview thing has like some of the biggest wrestlers out there that have worked with them and uh, with Chris Benoit and everything. So like, it's a real put together thing. And then they have like Chris Benoit's family and, and his wife's family and, all kinds of stuff. So there's like internal discussions with the family about what caused it. And um, it's, it's a, I mean, it's an incredibly sad story, but it's very, very interesting. Um, And, and I think it's, it's very informative. It's, it's pretty, you know, it's definitely educational and and that type of thing. Um, But it's also, I mean, a super sad story. Uh, Chris, Chris Benoit had one surviving son who from a different marriage and he's been really messed up by it. And there was a part in this, this one that like just killed me with, with his son and, and like his relationship now with his family and then also with wrestling and um, with like, he, he's a close, uh, he's been close with like Chris Jericho, who's a big wrestler and stuff too. And talking about kind of his relationship there. And it's, it was all super heartbreaking. And I remember back when this all happened, cause I remember the, the whole span of it and like that three days I can remember pretty well because he was supposed to be Chris Benoit was supposed to be on a wrestling pay-per-view and wrestle for a title. And they said he had a family emergency. And then like two nights later, he was dead and it was really crazy. Um, but it, it's all, it's, it's a really interesting story. Um, really sad. But I think again, it's, if you're a fan of wrestling at all, it's, it's a must watch for sure. Um, or if you, you know, know that story and want to know more about it, I guess it's, it's an interesting one to, to check out. So really well done, super good documentary just in itself. But, um, the whole story of it all is heartbreaking, but, uh, I think it's worth the watch. Yeah, that is fascinating, especially the concussion portion of it. That's something that I've been interested in mainly as a football fan, but also as a wrestling fan. Um, so interesting to see kind of how that may have played a part. But yeah, I remember, I can remember that pretty clearly too, hearing that news and being like, what the hell? And um, at the time, CTE research wasn't a thing. And it wasn't, at least to me, because I was young, common knowledge that wrestlers did drugs. And so it that was a big thing where it was all of a sudden this, this person who, in my 12-year-old, however, when did that happen? Maybe late 2000s? So I was maybe in high school. Uh, 2007. We were, yeah, we were in high school. It's, yeah. Uh, so I'm 15, 16. 16 years old. To me, this Superman type guy who must have it all figured out if he's a pro wrestler, 
all of a sudden had that happen. So um, it's pretty scary stuff. And that was, that was, I think was one of the first times that I remember that happening. Um, so well, this is know, something Eddie, Eddie, I, I want to find because I'm like you. I remember all this going on. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero was the first one, and he died from the, you know, the complications after, you know, being a drug addict and stuff mm-hmm. for many years. But, um, yeah, it's it, both of them, both of them definitely, as a kid, because I, you know, grown up watching these guys wrestle and stuff, and they both, you know, they, they both killed me at the time. And, you know, it was weird having to go from, like, one night being really sad to the next night, because it was like they did a tribute to him on Monday Night Raw and didn't have people talk about him and say, you know, he was a a great wrestler and great person and all this stuff. Like there's people on video saying like he was an amazing friend and great person. And, um, and then the next night they had to come out and issue an apology and stuff because they had, they didn't know like when they did the, the, they, uh, when they did the broadcast on raw, they knew something weird was happening, Mm -hmm. but they didn't know, like they didn't know what what the circumstances were. So the next night they came out and issued an apology and stuff. Uh, one of the weirdest things too, and I'll remember this forever is, uh, so, a couple weeks prior to this, they had, were doing an angle uh, where Vince McMahon had been killed in a limo. Um, he had he had gone into a limo. <laughs> and this it happened at the end of end of Monday Night Raw. Went into a limo, closed the door, and when he closed the door, the limo exploded. Yep. And then they went to the end of the show. Oh, I do and remember that. Was, that. <laughs> and then um, this happened with Chris Benoit. So like two weeks later, Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon's in the middle of the ring, post this angle happening, like. Chris Benoit's dead, and they never addressed it ever again. <laughs> they never addressed the limo explosion <laughs> ever again. So weird. Oh, that's an expensive thing to have to toss. Damn. Yeah. Um. Well, wrestling was weird. I mean, back, especially back then, they were trying a lot of stuff. Like one guy was having sex with a, a dead corpse. It was weird. That's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's frowned upon. That's weird. It's frowned upon. Okay. <laughs> um. But no, it it it, it is an interesting story and, and like i said it's it's crazy and but i you know it took me back to, to a lot of those to a lot of that stuff because i remember you know I, I remember all that like very still very 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 vividly so it's crazy that's wild so the show is dark side of the ring uh it's available on vice how did you get a hold of it i think they actually have at least part one on youtube they might have both parts mm-hmm. on youtube um so yeah Definitely, definitely worth checking out. Is this something you would you would watch, Jared? Just like, did you know about the story? At yeah, all? I actually knew. Um, again, I I was the furthest away from wrestling, but I we would watch uh reruns, I think, of SmackDown on Saturdays. But I knew about the Eddie Guerrero, I knew about the Chris Benoit, and I knew about the whole um them doing a tribute, and then essentially the next day and years on, just kind of scrubbing that name from from the wrestling in general because of everything mm-hmm. that kind of happened. Yeah, it's still pretty scr- like he he's he's still very taboo. Yeah, like you can't say his name. Um, they in front of his so like because they still have his matches and stuff on their WWE network because they have every single pay per view yeah. and Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And so in front of the shows he's on, it says uh, some sort of uh, viewer discretion warning or something like that. So oh, wow, um, they keep him in there, but they put up warning in front of all his all the stuff he's on. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I just saw, again, my brother, he was watching it, and I watched, I sat down and watched about 20 minutes of part one and two. So, yeah, it looked good. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you guys. Okay, so it's obviously easy for WWE to do this because they have all the clips themselves. But if you, let's say you wanted to turn on 
uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And at the beginning, it came up with a similar disclaimer and said something about Kevin Spacey being in that movie. Do you think we'll get to that? No, probably not. I I don't know because, I don't know, it's studios. There's so many more studios. Like wrestling, it's one kind of entity at that time. And, I mean, I guess that's what they chose to do. I feel like movies, there's just too many moving parts. And also, a lot of people wouldn't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be it'd be tough for them for the studios to do. It might be something that like Netflix would do for themselves. Like cuz they can do, I think they can slap shit on the beginning and ends of of the movies. So they could when you click on it say well, whatever it is and then you go watch it, right? Like I could see Netflix well, doing that. I don't think a studio would really be able to manage it though. You're right. What if they did so, so I was watching um something on I was watching my Miss the Boat on Vudu uh this week and there, I clicked a trailer, or no, uh, uh, there was a commercial in the middle of it because it was a free one, and it had it was like Voodoo Family Play, where it'll skip scenes of violence, or you can choose what you want. Like if you don't want to see sex scenes in a movie, you can click on it, no sex scenes, and then it'll skip past it in the story in the movie. Hmm. And so, do you think like maybe that'll happen? Like click no Kevin Spacey. Yeah, but that would just <laughs> throw off the whole movie. Yeah, maybe. And all like so the the example they used in the the commercial was in Aquaman. Uh, there's a scene they did a side by side scene where um, Aquaman comes down into the sub and like throws a pole and it goes through a guy's shoulder or something. And then like in the so in the regular version they show that and then in the side by side with the family play it skips to the next thing like immediately. Um, and it seemed like it went through seamlessly still, but. Um, I, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if there's a way they could do something like that. I mean, isn't that essentially how TVs were, I mean, uh, movies were edited for TV prior? I mean, no one mm-hmm. watches TV anymore, so it's kind of the same, right? Yeah, it is similar. Because is I similar. remember watching, I think it was Dumb and Dumber, and I've seen that movie thousands of times. And then mm-hmm. I finally, like, watched it on, like, a streaming service, and there was no lie, a scene I had never seen before, because I had watched it on mm-hmm. TV so many times. Yep. I know in Dumb and Dumber when when he's he's dreaming about her and then her yes. boobs turn into headlights. Yep. Yeah. They they so did you get that whole scene cut? I just had that clip that like shot cut. I think the it rest was, of the clip happens and then it cuts to the semi too early. I think it was that part and then also when he picks her up and you can see like the lower part of her butt cheeks, like it cuts that too. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. You know, um, the one, I don't. Uh, there's only one example that I can think of right now uh, where that happens, and it's uh, an eight mile. Um, the scene where him and Brittany Murphy are having sex in his work, and uh, in the TV version, they they fade to black as mm. as they start uh, humping. Yeah, nice. Oh, and then he comes out and battles some fools out in the lunch lunch line. Nice. That's how you do it. I like to get a good shag in before I do rap battles. <laughs> <laughs> really clears the mind. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, man. I, I definitely think that that's a possibility. I don't even think it's that far off. Like, selective censorship. There's yeah. a really good um, Black Mirror episode that has that. Jared, do you know what I'm talking... I don't know how much Black Mirror you've seen. Have you seen the one where the chip in the kid's head? I have not, no. Yeah, so the the, the setup is you can install a chip in your kid's... Um, I don't know if it's in their head or not, but um, you can constantly monitor the kid. It's designed first to make sure that your kid doesn't get lost or kidnapped or whatever. Um, and eventually, you like you can get an upgrade where you can alter the the kid's vision, 
and censor stuff. So if the kid in real life like sees someone bleeding, it the their mind will blur that out because of the setting that you made. That's obviously an extreme case that I'm talking about, uh, and it's a really good episode of Black Mirror. But I think people would want that, and I think that the tech allows for it. You could pull every scene from a movie that has blood in it. That, that wouldn't even be that hard, I don't think. I mean, Black Mirror is just documentaries that were sent back through time to show us how not to make the future. <laughs> that, uh, you're, you're, you're probably not wrong about that, actually. <laughs> what, oh, what if, though, like maybe with the Kevin Spacey thing, uh, as technology continues to get better, um, they deep fake someone oh. else on there? Like you could Ooh. choose to deep fake someone else on it. Yeah, that that mm, that's that would you know what I would be in on that because that almost make rewatching older movies worth it. Yeah, I would just deep fake. I would deep fake Joe Exotic <laughs> on everything. <laughs> like oh you, God. like at the beginning of the movie, you get to pick like five presets. <laughs> There's a problematic actor in this movie. How would you like their avatar to look? <laughs> Joe Exotic, please. Bing. Oh man. Yeah, that would sell out. I'm going to kill that bitch Carol. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, um, Dark Side of the Ring is available to watch on Vice now. Wow. And you guys are eating up the documentaries lately uh, because, Jared, you got one also. Is this a Netflix one? Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, this one is... um, Give me that doc. Yeah, give me them docs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a docu-series, limited series on Netflix that came out today, actually, and it's called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. And apparently there's a drug scandal, and then they teach you how to fix it. (laughs) Um, No, this actually takes place in Massachusetts in kind of the early 2000s to about three, four years ago. And... It, it's it's four episodes. It's a pretty quick watch, but I will say, unfortunately, it does come off as a little dull and boring. It feels like they took two different stories and kind of combined them into one and stretched it out, stretched it out a little bit further than it should have. One of the main characters is Sonia Farkin, I believe, and she is this very kind of determined, she's smart, and all of this stuff, and then works in essentially a crime lab. And it's said to be a very dull life um you know the same things like drugs just constantly come in so it's not like they have a day off and where she's working is very underfunded um there's no security protocols like literally they could do whatever they wanted and she basically it starts because in college she always had read up on because she became uh she got her master's i believe in biotechnology or biochemistry my bad And one of the things is she always wanted to know how the effects of drugs actually worked on her. And she was, like, run down, like, tired all the time. So they had, obviously, a whole flume full of different drugs. So every day, she started taking drops of meth. And she obviously got addicted, but, like, it woke her up. But then she found out that, like, you know, this, this went on for, like, years, and her coworkers didn't notice because no one – they basically went in, did their jobs, and left. Like they weren't really like coworkers. They just worked in the same area. Um, so you can obviously see that that led to her doing more and more and more and more and getting addicted to this stuff. And the reason it's such a big deal is because this started affecting – like obviously she was high and on drugs while she was testing these drugs that then put people in prison. So it eventually comes back that, like, 
that portion comes into the dock of, hey, was this person essentially irresponsible on the job? Were these people actually having cocaine or did they have table salt or did they have powdered sugar or did they just completely make this stuff up? So that's kind of her side of the story. And then they add another person from the other side of Boston. So there's two different labs. One is Amhist, I believe, and then the other one is in Boston, actually. Um, and this other character, oh my gosh, her her situation and again, it feels like two different stories, and they kind of weave it into one, but her name is Annie Dukin, I believe, and she, you should have known from the get-go that there something was up about this character, and I won't go into specifics because it's kind of interesting, but basically they were like, she was kind of a people pleaser. She always wanted to be the top, the best, this, that. And like coworkers, even her boss was like, she's the best worker. Everyone else is putting out X amount. She's doing four times as much. So obviously if one person's doing four times as much work, you would maybe look into that. No one did for a very long time. And obviously that causes problems as well, along with tying into kind of the judici- judicial system And then there's like this very determined uh, attorney, district attorney, that is trying to figure this out. And then the law is like burying leads and burning emails and or not burning emails, but uh, deleting email. Like there's a lot of kind of sketchy stuff that you can see that people with power and people in the government do to uh, essentially make themselves look uh, in the right, in the law of the in the in the view of the law and everything like that. So again, what I'm saying is probably more interesting than how it actually plays out, but it's a very interesting thing to look at that this is probably happening everywhere and how everything is completely fucked. Like it's, it's, you need to have checks and balances in these situations. I mean, hell in college finance, they taught us how to commit fraud to stop fraud. They never probably taught these people to get away with things or set drug tests in order and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's very baffling how some of this stuff actually came to be. That is wild. You're right, though. You your explanation of it sounds really interesting. Like, yeah, it, believe me. It, those... Unfortunately, it does not play out as like as thrilling as it could be. And um, they don't have a lot of footage. It's more of evidence. So when they do try to have like a reenactment, that's what they do. They just get actors to reenact everything. Mm. Yeah, hmm. that's annoying. That sounds like a like a dateline. I don't yeah. like the way they, yep. that, you know, I, I want a little more production value in my documentaries, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I guess, I guess makes me a layman, but you know, sue me, whatever. This is uh, I wonder if, I wonder how productive I would be if I got to microdose meth on the job. I feel like I would really be good at my job. Well, and like, again, no spoilers, but like she was doing this for like two years and then all of a sudden they had a, like uh, a quick like inspection. So, obviously for doing meth every single day for two years like the amount that they had as like a control in their test subject or like test kit was significantly lower all she did was just Uh. pour water in it and obviously those don't mix and the guy goes in there and is just like oh maybe the meth's old let's just throw it away and get a new one so then she got another thing of meth what yeah like <laughs> the guy I, I it it's just people that are working jobs that shouldn't be working those jobs oh man yeah oh well it's good to be reminded sometimes that you can't trust the system no boom 
Uh, <laughs> that is How to Fix a Drug Scandal. That's a Netflix one, yes? Yes, and uh, I don't know. Word on the street is, again, this was season one. Apparently, they're maybe working on more seasons. Who knows? Ooh, more uh, more of the weird meth lady. Sure. Yeah. Well, it. I think that they'd probably <laughs> go off and do a different case or something like that. Yeah, that would make sense. There's a lot of those like shitty underground drug stories out there to be mined if, if documentarians are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's let's shift to the fictional here. Um, Seth has uh, completed. Is this season three now? One of one of America's most beloved shows right now. Uh, I don't know. Is this season three or maybe four? Season four, you layman. <laughs> um, yeah, season four of This Is Us, um, which is still a uh, a a, a tear filled, uh, emotional, um, sappy. Uh, I don't know any any sort of uh, emotion driven. <laughs> term that you can give it um still i mean this is us is still i mean pretty much what you've gotten um you know it's 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 a flashback and forth between um times with with uh, the saint jack um and and when the kids are growing up um and mandy moore of course uh good old mandy moore and then uh current times with with sterling k brown and and uh you know that that the the grown-up versions and all them so i mean they're the story is is literally just like their families. Um, you know, it, it's it's more crazy shit that happens in their life, I guess. But um, it's it's still all very well done. I mean, it's still super well acted. I I, I think that um, and very well written. I mean, almost every episode made me tear up at least. So um, some some got me more than others. But I think that the the thing they did successfully with this season is they introduced some new characters and made. Made made you actually care about them uh, in the time that you had with them. So like they introduced early on in the season, um, they're and not introduced, but made him more of a, a focus. Is is uh, um, Jack's brother slash their uncle uh, Nick, um, who's an alcoholic and former veteran and stuff like that. And and um, so they they kind of introduced that. Um, they talked more about um, Kevin, who is Justin Hartley, his his sobriety, and and going more in, into detail about that um kate uh she the, the the daughter she has just had a kid so they deal a lot with her having a kid and then they kind of deal a lot with randall uh, sterling k brown and his anxiety um so those are kind of the main running through points here uh, also there's there's a, a run a, a storyline with with um Mandy moore uh, rebecca and her, and her now developing alzheimer's as well so that's kind mm. of a thing going on too so um they're also focusing a little bit more in the future now too um with kate kate's kid growing up being uh, he's deaf and so they're they're focusing kind of on him and his story being in the future and things like that um and then again going on in the future with um things with with the alzheimer's and that type of thing so they're moving if i think they're kind of moving some things maybe forward i'm going to focus more on that next season uh with the future and, and get put more put more prosthetics on on the uh and makeup on on the actors and stuff and and going going forward because they are renewed for two more seasons so they got to tell some more stories somehow so um they got five and six coming so we'll see but um i still very much enjoy the show it's still all very well done um, still very just as emotional and and they're, they're coming up with new ways to tell the story so i i, I wholly recommend um this is us especially if you want to get your cry on on a weekly basis there you go 
Maybe one. Um, can do you know? Can you go back and watch the episodes? That's NBC, right? So are they maybe on? Hulu? Yeah, I think it's all on Hulu. There you go, folks. If you're looking for something to binge and you want to take yourself down a bit of despair, um, then no, there's uh, happy. There's happiness that happens. Okay. Well, if you want to experience despair separated by small parts of happiness, then you're gonna to want to check out. No, uh, it's this not is despair. It's all. It, it's. It's all emotional manipulation, but it's it's all like happy. For them, it's not all happy cries, but it's a lot of happy cries. There's a lot of happy moments. No, see, I need to watch it then. I, I have a, I have a misunderstanding of what the show is. I need to check it out for myself. Jared, you ever watch This Is Us? Yeah, I think I watched season one and two. I believe. Um, yes, very much cried every single time, but it just got too emotionally draining. Yeah. I get that. That would be taxing. I, lo- I love to cry during a movie, but to, to be constantly doing it during a show, I think, might get exhausting for me, too. But who knows? Maybe someday I'll check this out. So this is... Uh, well, you just like to make excuses for to not watch any TV show. So That's right. I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, Season 3, available now on Hulu. Um, you can watch that right now, in addition to Dark Side of the Ring from Vice and How to Fix a Drug Scandal on Netflix. So... Great stuff, guys. A TV TP this week. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. And now it's time for Raid That Pun. Somebody stole all my lamps. I couldn't be more delighted. <laughs> Thumbs up. All right, so a lot of TV there. Uh, Let's get into some movie stuff, and we're going to start with this week's We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, and... You're going to need a bigger boat. All right, so it's Seth's turn to watch a movie from the famed list that each of us keeps for ourselves. So what'd you get to? So this week, I decided to take advantage of the free content on Pornhub Premium, and I watched V for Vagina. (laughs) (laughs) No, I watched free content on um, Vudu and watched uh, V for Vendetta. Um, So I got to tell you, I was... um, I've always been hesitant to watch this movie because I always thought it took place in, like, old, uh, like, like. British times. I thought it was like a like a almost like a like a fencing type hero like back in the <laughs> back okay. in like the 1600s or some shit. So I was always like I was always very hesitant to to watch it. Um and and so when you put it on my list I wasn't like this wasn't one that I wanted to go check out right away because again I was like I don't know if I'll like it. And um yeah, it takes place it actually further ahead than what the movie, the movie was actually filmed. It was filmed in t- 2005, and I know they mentioned 2015 at one point in there, so it's it's futuristic, I guess. Um, but uh, I, I did really actually end up liking it, because as soon as I realized it was current, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I can get into this. <laughs> and uh, no, I, th- I thought it was a very interesting and different take on um, kind of a, you know, a, a hero, superhero, I mean, kind of superhero. I mean, there, there's some stuff involved with, like, uh, genetics and, and things like that but um yeah the the, the interesting take on that I, I like the futuristic look at it and kind of where where they they see the the future going here i, I always love you know it's kind of post-apocalyptic because they even mentioned like um 
viruses and stuff in this too. So it's kind of even modern now because uh, you know they're talking about viruses that kill a bunch of people and stuff. So there, there's some news stories that they flash through and that type of thing. But um, yeah, I mean the the hero V is is a really interesting uh, hero, and then uh, Natalie Portman. I mean, I, I can I can always uh, enjoy a movie with Natalie Portman. Yep. So she she is great in it. Um, there's there's some cool twists and turns in the story, and um, you know nothing like that's revolutionary, groundbreaking, but it, it, it's uh, some good some good uh, good twists that they wrote into here. Uh, the fighting and, and and that type of thing is really cool. Some cool slow motion scenes and and. Uh, um, you know, some pretty badass stuff that happens too. And I love the look of the movie. It's very dark and, and, um, you know, it's got that, you know, post apocalyptic type feel to it with, with the way it looks. So, um, all in all, I did really enjoy it. And, and, uh, you know, I, I'm foolish for, you know, for one thinking incorrectly, but putting it off just for that reason, I should, I should have checked it out a while ago, but, uh, it's, it's interesting because this was also, this was a vertigo comic, mm-hmm. um, which I believe is the same one as bloodshot. And that movie was balls. So, <laughs> um, I'm glad that this one was better there. There's a better track record here. So, but no, uh, I, 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 for, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I don't know how many people haven't, but, um, for those who haven't, um, check it out it's a good it's a good it's it's a not it's a superhero movie that's not talked enough about when people list superhero movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jared have you seen this i have not unfortunately Ooh, i'm glad you were here for Seth's recommendation this is uh this is one of my favorites actually you know we did a list not long ago about um i think it was comic books that aren't dc or marvel this this i think should have been on that list uh this is really well done and if you if you seek out and find the comic, uh, a lot of the shots in this movie are, are directly pulled from the frames um, of the comic, which is really cool. It's got a really interesting government plot too. Like there's a there's this idea of whether protection for control for lack of freedom is a fair trade, which is an it, that's an argument as old as you know Socrates and all those guys, but. Um, there's a lot. There's a. There's several layers to this movie that are really interesting. So I'm. I'm really glad that you dug it because I've always liked it, um, and uh, and th- that that leads me to now filling in your your blank space here. Um, His void in the he- hello. I'm gonna fill the void, um, and I think I know what I want to give you. Um, I'm almost certain I'm right that you haven't seen the movie Hidden Figures. I have not. Okay, I'm gonna put Hidden Figures on your list then. Um, I noticed that your list was a little bit dour. There were a lot of sad selections or, or dark selections in there. So Hidden Figures, that's going to make you feel fantastic. It's well lit. Um, I think you're going to dig it a lot. This is, um, I know you know this, but for the folks at home, this is uh, the story of the mathematicians uh, act- who a- actually were referred to as computers um, that helped put the first man in space. Um, so getting their story told for the first time. Uh, Octavia Spencer and... Oh my gosh! Why can't I pull Cookie's name from um, from Empire? Taraji, Taraji P Henson, and um, Janelle Monae are all incredible in this one. So I think you're gonna dig it. Save that one for if you need like a pick me up or you want like a good gonna make you just feel really good and your heart warm. That that's what that one's gonna do it. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you gave me uh, a little bit happier option because I I was I mean the only reason I picked this one is because it was free, um, but. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm glad I got a happier option in there in case I'm not feeling, you know, uh, the, the sad stuff. You know, it's funny though. You mentioned Cookie, and I instantly thought of Ned's a Classified School Survival Guide, <laughs> and I probably could have, I probably could have pulled uh, the actor's name quicker from that than um, Taraji P from Empire. 
um, but it's Daniel Lee Kurt Daniel Daniel Curtis Lee for Simon uh, Nelson Cook from Ned's Declassified. Isn't it weird how some of that sticks in your head forever? Like you're never gonna oh, yeah. forget that actor's name. That's wild. I I still remember being fucking obsessed with that finale. Oh um, yeah. Like I, it made me sad because um, it was gone. Like there's no more Ned's Declassified, and and I still remember like that he ends up with Moe's and they, they do the three of them do that walk out the school at the end where they have their hands in their pockets and cross armed and stuff. It's sad that I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good show. And we were the perfect age for it. Um, mm-hmm. Jared, what about Jer- you? Jer- Nes declassified and or hidden figures. Have you seen either? <laughs> I've not seen hidden figures <laughs> and I don't, really remember Ned's declassified I feel like I've seen probably a handful of episodes but it wasn't a show because was that on Nickelodeon yeah yeah see yeah. I didn't I didn't have I, I wasn't privileged to have Nickelodeon when I was younger check your pri- privilege I know here. I know <laughs> <laughs> oh you poor kid um well Ned's declassified is great and I I would bet still watchable I bet you could watch that now and enjoy it uh, maybe I'll do that if if I end up uh, out of work or something like that with the whole thing, maybe I'll go through and rewatch Ned's Declassified because I used to watch that shit constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, there. Well, uh, for hidden figures. <laughs> All right. <there. laughs> was that a bad segue? <laughs> that was. That was like. That's. <laughs> sounded like the least genuine <laughs> like i care at all about like, all right there okay let's uh <laughs> oh man that's funny um because because i obviously i do care about nezzy classified and i care that you care about it but i was like looking down at my notes like getting ready to go the next thing and i didn't i didn't i didn't leave enough of my my bandwidth in in listening to you to have like a meaningful segue so that's that's what kind of came out um so apologize if you don't feel listened to but honestly i wasn't so all right there (laughs) all right there uh all right there let's uh let's roll forward and we got some movie reviews holy cow new shit still coming out mom what do you think i love it i hated it so we got a lot of streaming selections this week, um, and Jared, you've seen a few of these, so why don't we get one from you first, uh, and then I'll switch to Seth, but uh, what, what's one of the things you watched? Yeah, so let's see here. Do, 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 do. Um, another documentary, again, it was on Netflix, and uh, it was called Crypt Camp, and it's uh, another one of those documentaries that the executive producers were the Obamas in, um, I think, what was it, American Factory from last year? No one? No one? Uh, that sounds Question? right. I didn't okay. see it. But, I have no but idea. I yeah, I didn't see it either. But anyways, um, this one focuses on essentially this camp called Camp Gen Ed f- that opened in like the 50s and then was open through, you know, Woodstock days, 70s. But anyways, it was a camp that essentially all the counselors and whatnot were hippies and, you know, smoking, all that stuff. But it was a camp for the disabled. And basically this was like kind of a touchstone because, you know, every other aspect of their life that they're in, they feel like they're the different ones. But then when they're at this camp, they feel like they're all on the same level. They're all equal. And this actually blossomed into friendships that have lasted you know lifetimes but also leading to the rehabilitation act of 1973 i believe because a lot of these 
um, kids grew up and they were fighting for rights of disabled people, which that enacted, you know, all of the pub, all of all of the public buildings, I believe, that were getting public funding had to be wheelchair and handicapped accessible. So that was like a huge breakthrough. And again, this is fairly new. I mean, this happened in the 70s. Um, basically, it's just kind of a feel good. It's like a historical documentary that you're going to learn from. But also it's a feel good kind of beautiful story for like an underdog that got what they were going for. And they're still fighting like they one of their big uh, kind of protest was they blocked off, I think, like four different blocks in New York, which essentially shut the city down, which was just absolutely sure. crazy. And then they, that got notice of, you know, politicians and whatnot, and everything got passed. But then a certain section of what got passed, they weren't following, and then they went and did more protest. Um, I actually, yeah, I don't know what mindset I was in, but, like, I got very teary-eyed in a few portions of it. So if you're looking for kind of a feel-good, almost educational documentary, Crypt Camp on Netflix right now. Boom. Hit it up. Netflix now. Um, and you've reviewed this, <laughs> yes. Yes, on my on channel. Your, yep. On your YouTube? There you go. J Buck Studios hit up uh, Jared's review if you want more detail. Uh, Seth, why don't why don't we see what you uh, what you saw? And I don't know if this is a Netflix one, but I, I'm certain you, I'm certain you streamed it. No, this this is one I rented. Uh, it's uh, it's a new release, uh, rectal exam, and uh, it's uh, no, it's a new release, but it stars uh, Ben Schwartz. It's called Standing Up, Falling Down. Uh, what this one is, so Ben Schwartz is a, he's an aspiring stand-up comedian, he's out in L.A., but uh, pretty much at the beginning of the movie, he has to leave because he has no money, he's not booking gigs, um, he's kind of just doing, um, like at the beginning of the movie, he's doing a, a, a set at like a coffee shop in the middle of the day, um, and people are just like eating and, and on their computers and stuff, so it's not really a gig, he's just standing up there and so he he fails and is going back home to new york um, where his family is he's moving back with his his mom and dad and he's kind of getting back into some of the routines back when he's in high school he sees his old, old uh um or high school and i guess college just time before he moved out to la and but uh, he he is seeing um his old friends and and his old ex-girlfriend who's now married, and so he's dealing with all that with also dealing with a failed career. Um, so he's super stressed and ends up um, with kind of a, a skin problem, so he goes into a, uh, goes to see a dermatologist who is Billy Crystal, and Billy Crystal is a guy he actually met the night before uh, at the bar, um, drunk guy and that type of thing, and, and turns out that these two have a really good relationship because Billy Crystal is very funny, and um, jokes around a lot, and, and he's different than everyone else that Ben Schwartz's character um, interacts with. And they're also kind of um, filling roles in each other's lives. Ben Schwartz and his dad, now that he's back, are um, have kind of a strange relationship because uh, Ben Schwartz left on bad terms. Billy Crystal also has a bad relationship with his son, and so they kind of fill those roles as well. And so, uh, as you might expect with, like, a, you know, a stand-up movie, this, this kind of inspires, this relationship inspires Ben Schwartz to, you know, uh, be better and do more stand-up and that type of thing. But the story really is, it, it, it kind of focuses more on, as it goes along, Billy Crystal. Uh, that's kind of the deeper part of the movie, uh, is, is what's going on with him and his life and some um, bad things that have gone on that cause a bad relationship with his son. 
Um, of course, you know Ben Schwartz is is the lead in this, and and there's still the focus on stand up and that type of thing. But the story at some point kind of switches, and and focuses hard in on Billy Crystal, and then kind of the ramifications of that, how that affects Ben Schwartz's character as well. So, um, it's it's a really good movie. I really like this one a lot. It's actually super funny because their back and forth, Ben Schwartz and Billy Crystal, is it's super funny. Like you can tell they, unless this is written, uh, you can tell there's a lot of like um stuff that seemed to be like in the moment and improv maybe um just little like uh, quips and and one-liners and things like that that they threw in um that that still made sense within the story and their characters but was really really funny so i laughed quite a few times but then there's also some pretty emotional moments in here as well um but for the most part it's a, it's a pretty happy movie it's it's i had a, had a smile on my face through a lot of it because of how funny it is um, there's also a, a really good supporting cast in here as well. People that you've seen before, but you know, wouldn't like be able to, to, to straight up like, you know, Oh, that's so-and-so. Um, one example is, um, and they have a great relationship too, is, is Ben Schwartz and his sister in the movie. Um, she was in Grace Gummer is her name. Uh, the actress's name. She was in Mr. Robot played a detective and she played a way serious role in that movie or that show. So in this movie, she plays like way more jokey and has a, a really good back and forth with, uh, with Ben Schwartz. Um, you could like immediately, you can tell they have that, like, I love you, but I hate you relationship where they like, just give each other shit all the time. And like, like have really deep digs at each other. But then also at the end of it, like smile and hug, you know that type of thing. So they capture that immediately, which I thought was was was, was impressive how quick they built that relationship too. So overall, it just felt like a really re- real story, but super funny. Um, and I would one hundred percent recommend checking it out. I I absolutely love the movie. Boom! Standing up, falling down. This is one I want to catch. I love movies about stand up, so this is um, this is right up my alley. And with Billy Crystal involved, this is dope. Um, where can we watch this? Um, just all streaming places where you can buy Vudu, Google Play, Amazon. Oh, say so. This is a new this is a new release. So you're you're paying the did you pay the mm-hmm. extra? What'd you pay to stream it and where? Oh, I mean it's just a normal rental price, like six bucks. But um, yeah, it's it's I, I did it on Google, but you could yeah all any place that you'd normally rent. It's an indie movie, so it's not you know the twenty bucks that it cost. Gotcha. For, you know, because those two are the really the only act like really big actors in the movie in the movie or ben schwartz and billy crystal so it's, it's definitely not like a it wouldn't have been in the theater not a big studio release are you guys yeah. with so with the 20 with the 20 dollar price tag on these movies that are that are current uh to rent or i guess you can buy them i guess for the same price are you paying that right now to see the stuff that's like that's still coming out during this time no i i paid for it when it was in the theater for my normal yeah. price same so. here yeah so Jared, are are you even are you gonna do that to like even to keep up for your YouTube's? Do you have to do that, or are you gonna let the let those kind of wait? Uh, I think I might I might just let those wait. I mean, I, I'm not gonna spend again. Um, I mean, movie theater tickets are expensive, but I'm paying twenty dollars for twelve movies a month when the in a movie theater. But I'm not gonna pay twenty dollars to rent one movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the. The universal ones, because Cody, you mentioned like rent and own. The universal ones yeah. are just rent. The other ones are own. So it's twenty dollars just to rent. Ugh. Yeah, that's brutal. I guess if you, if you have more people in your house, fine. But I'm not paying that. Yeah. See, no way. If, if you were having a movie night, I'd understand because then it's like, oh, okay. Um, 
maybe I'd understand. I don't know. Netflix is free. You can go rent a movie from Redbox for like $2. Um, it's it's very steeply priced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. They're trying to get some of their money back, but that's tough. That's tough. So I know that you got these last two movies for free, Jared, but uh, another couple of Netflix uh, films that you caught. Yep, uh, two more Netflix ones. Again, this one is a Spanish thriller. It is, don't worry if you're worried about reading subtitles, it is dubbed in English, but I also found that a lot of the dialogue is, or there's more added dialogue in just the subtitles, so I watched it in with the English dub and also had the subtitles on as well to get a little bit more from scenes. But again, it's this Spanish thriller of this guy that essentially is kind of like a marketing ad manager, but you can tell that he's out of his prime. Like he's going and doing these interviews and they're like, oh my gosh, we loved your stuff from back then, but you know, everything's changed in the last 10 to 15 years. Um, so from what it looked like, he was living this very kind of high class life. The, the apartment or house that they lived in was very upper class, um, fancy. But then, you know, due to the fact that he has no work, him and his wife and son then have to rent out that uh, house or apartment and then move into kind of their uh, I wouldn't say vacation home, but very smaller apartment, very kind of lower class living. And it's kind of a story of, again, the upper uh, class, the lower class, and wanting what he can't have. But once he loses his essentially job and has to go move into this apartment, he then starts uh, essentially checking in or creeping or stalking the new tenants of his old apartment. And he even has a pair of keys that he just never turned in so like one of the first things that he does is just he figures out their schedule when no one's home he goes back into the apartment almost to feel like home again but he's like going through their stuff and figuring out what their schedule is and then he starts you know befriending the husband that lives in this um, apartment and then becomes close with the family while disregarding his old family it's very weird um but that's his main purpose is essentially no longer trying to find a job or his old family. It's this new family and 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 this old apartment. And it's very – it takes these twists and turns from a thriller, like any sort of thriller. Um, it's going to have these like tense moments and this movie does have tense moments. I would – you know, if you – can get past the English dubbing and potentially subtitles, I think that this has some cool things and, uh, you know, it's Netflix. It's free. It's right on the platform. So – you know, this this was a nice thriller. So is this, I, I remember the, and I don't know if you saw this, but the, the one where it's like, um, who is it? Dennis Quaid that keeps going into his uh, old house? Yeah, yeah. What What is that one? Is it The Intruder? Is that what it's I called? I think that's what it is. Did you see that one? Yes. What is that? So are you, you know I'm, what? Now that, like now that this you one say is that, probably better than that one. Now that you say that, I feel like, there's definitely similarities between the two. Um, the main character in this is not as crazy as Dennis Quaid is. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see similarities. It, the The goal of the character, I would say, in this movie, The Occupant, is a little bit different. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, for folks out there who have seen The Intruder... Um, and you want a nice twist on that and a Spanish language. So it's, so it's not, it's not a, it's not, it's different enough 
for for you having seen the other one. Well, it must be if you didn't even mention that it is yeah. the same storyline. Well, now that you say it, it's like, oh yeah, I can kind of see the similarities and everything like that. Um, again, it very kind of smaller. You know, that one was a house in the country and whatnot. This one is in, you know, more of a city and whatnot. Hmm. Interesting. So this is the occupant available right now on Netflix as is the final of our four movies uh, we're reviewing today. So yet another Netflix one. And this is a new release as well. Yeah, this one came out uh, last Friday. I I don't know what date it was. Um, But it's called Uncorked. And I didn't know what to expect. But basically it's like, okay, do you guys remember Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off from Disney Channel? I do not. Damn it. Okay. It was, I I remember remember hearing that (laughs) said. I don't think I watched okay, it. Okay, okay, never mind. I'm not going to make that comparison then. Um, essentially, it opens up with this uh, kid. Uh, he, I think he's about college level or age. Uh, his name is Elijah, and his parents own this barbecue joint. It's very kind of, I wouldn't say simple, but it's it's not this elaborate barbecue. They stick to a certain menu. You know, like any kind of down-home cooking barbecue joint, that's what this is. And essentially, the father, like it was passed down from his father and he wants to pass it down to his son and the son is very kind of reluctant to that he doesn't want to follow the tradition of this barbecue business and works uh part-time i believe at some like wine shop of this guy who is a master sommelier um and that's what this elijah character's goal is he wants to be a sommelier and if you don't know what that is it's basically a wine expert uh fancy pants restaurants they recommend whatever you're going to order to eat they pair the perfect wine with that meal so it it is almost this weird movie where it's like oh my gosh i'm very hungry because of this barbecue but also i want to get drunk on wine because this this fancy pants wine but you can see how um how much time and work it takes to potentially become a sommelier because you can go through all of this schooling, all of these classes, learn all of these wines, but then each year I think only one out of however many people actually get that. And I think they mentioned that there's only like 200 or 300 worldwide. I'm probably getting that number wrong, but it's a very elite status essentially, which can be boiled down to almost this metaphor where he doesn't want this like traditional, I wouldn't say lower class living, but he wants to be he wants to do something grander with his life. He doesn't want to follow the norm in this barbecue business. And it's, it's this kind of, you know, I wouldn't say classic story, but it's, it's going out of the tradition, not following the norm. And his parents, his family, they don't see what he is doing to be viable. They want him to do what, you know, work at the barbecue place. And it takes a lot of time. And then there's obviously like emotional beats in the movie that kind of spark or realize that, his make his family realize what he's doing is what his passion is because they even say uh earlier in the movie they're like oh well a couple years ago you wanted to be a dj and then you wanted to be this like what's this different than blah 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 and you can see that elijah very much has like conflict he's like am i doing what's right do i really want to do this uh sommelier business and then another monkey wrench thrown in uh his his dad is actually opening up another business so that's another conflict like another barbecue uh restaurant they're expanding and he's elijah is uh, again having that internal conflict with himself um i wouldn't say that this is like a must see go out and watch um it does have some cool um again uh, barbecue uh 
footage, I guess, and uh, wine and sommelier and all of the terminology of wine with tannins and notes and all of that stuff. Um, I don't know. If you're into wine, I guess, maybe you might enjoy this one, but it's it's kind of that family story and um, veering out of tradition. I like the sound of this, and even more importantly, I haven't had dinner, so I am aroused <laughs> with hunger. Yeah, with the, hunger the barbecue, thirst. it looks amazing. Ugh. We had some, so the last thing I did really outside my house was when we had barbecue in Austin, and that was some really good fucking barbecue. That is one thing I'm going to miss about the quarantine is is not only going to barbecue joints, but going and getting a nice like steak at a restaurant and, and getting a wine pairing. Um, uh, oh, how I will miss it, but <laughs> oh well. Um, but uh, uncorked, I like the sound of this too. It's kind of a flip on that, because ordinarily you would see, I think it would be more obvious uh, historically for Hollywood to make a movie about a family that wants him to be a sommelier, but he wants to do barbecue, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of classism sort of thing. Yeah. But it's, I like that. It's a flip on that. That's an interesting twist there. So uncorked, just like everything, uh, that we've reviewed is available right now on streaming in this course on Netflix. So you can catch it, uh, Crip camp, the occupant, uh, those three are on Netflix and then standing up, falling down, uh, wherever it is you rent current films. Um, Besides Netflix, I guess. So check out all of those. Uh, that's it for this week's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. Well, I know we're coming to the end of the show. Um, clearly, I can tell by the tone in your voice because uh, you're being a little bitch right now. Oh, hello. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, it's April 1st. I mentioned it earlier. And, and I also mentioned uh, the new release rectal exam when I was talking about standing up, falling down. And it reminded me that it's it's time. I, I think it's time. It's 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 the better show than it's it's now or never for us to do the new release rectal exam. I didn't think we were doing that. There's nothing coming out. Well, you didn't think we were doing the new release new release rectal exam. We are going to do the regular new release exam though. Well, f- for what? Nothing's coming to the theaters. I don't think we need to do that. Uh- well, there are five movies coming out this month, so I, I think that uh, I think that you need to to go ahead and do the exam. Oh fuck you! I'm definitely gonna lose because I didn't know everything good is pushed off. I Jared saved me from this. No, I think rules are rules, man. Oh fuck you both! Fine, we'll do it. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win just to spite you. <laughs> All right. Well, there are exactly five movies being. Well, actually, no. Sorry, there are six. So, um, I'll give you. You can. You can get two out of the six choices <laughs> correct. Oh wow, that's not going to help me at all. Yeah. Try, what? What? What do you have? And Jared, Jared, you can help too. You can. You can. You know. You can. Uh, you. You can play okay. along too. I'll, I'll give you the opportunity. So there are six movies. All right. Um, I'll give you titles of each. So we have. Trolls World Tour, of course. Um, and then begins the string of, I don't know what these are. Lazy Susan. <laughs> what? It's one of my favorite positions. Yeah. <laughs> the Lost Husband. These are fake That's movies. That's my other favorite, uh, favorite ba- position. These are real. Um, bad Therapy. Oh, God. Uh, radioactive. Oh. And finally, probably the best movie that's going to come out this month. Judy and Punch. <laughs> Judy and Punch? Oh, that's sweet. Judy and... It's the ampersand and Punch. Ooh, I like the sound of that one. I want to watch Judy and Punch. Um, what do you think Judy and Punch is about? I don't know about? when it comes out. 
Is it a girl and a dog? All right, I'll read the plot right now. Seaside, nowhere near the sea. It's in parentheses. Puppeteers Judy and Punch are trying... Wait, what? That makes no sense. Seaside, nowhere near the sea. Okay, comma. Puppeteers Judy and Punch are trying to resurrect their marionette show in an uh, anarchic town on the brink of mob rule. Whoever fucking wrote this just pulled out a thesaurus and were trying to do whatever they could to make that sound interesting. (laughs) Thesaurus. Thesaurus. Wow. I'm less excited about Judy and Punch now that I know it's about marionettes. Yeah, I was um, hoping it was like a cartoon animated animal duo. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Calvin and Hobbes. That's what it sounds like. Hmm. I like that one. Um, All right, what what uh, what movies do you guys want to go for? What movie do you guys want to go for first? Are you familiar with any of these, Jared? No, these are all made up. Trolls World Tour. Okay, so Trolls right. World Tour. Um, I know that it will feature the acting, uh, well, voice talents of Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a stab in the dark at April 17th as the release date, maybe? I want to say what it's do you the think, 10th. Okay, let's go with the tenth. Jared is correct. All right. So, do you have any clues? No, it, Jared? no, I don't know directors <laughs> at all. I'm gonna go with Pete Jones. Close. Um, Walt Dorn and David P. Smith. Ah, uh, it's two guys. David P. Smith. That's funny. P. Smith. Wait, P. Nice. Smith. Mm-hmm. All right. What one do you want to go for next? Well, your remaining options are Lazy Susan, The Lost Husband. Bad therapy, radioactive, and Judy and Punch. Uh, I don't know. Here's what I. Here's a question I have: Is the movie Radioactive a concert tour documentary about Imagine Dragons? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Damn it! It is not. Oh, but fuck. let's go. Go ahead and try and guess that one. There is actually a very famous actress in it. Hmm. And um. Whoa! It's based on the true story. Ooh. Okay. That gives us some clues. Um. Um. The actress was um, in Gone Girl. Oh. Oh, shit. What is her name? Um, Rashida Jones. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I come up with that name? Oh, God. What is it? Yeah, you're going to have to tell me that name. No, 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 no. I've got to figure this out. Okay. Gone Girl. The the main blonde girl. Um, so she mm-hmm. she was also in some other stuff too. Uh, Die another day. Jack Reacher. She was in that James Bond oh, movie when right. she, she was like twenty one. Yeah, Die Another Day. Ooh yeah. Um, Roseman Pike. That's it. There yes. we go. Nice, nice. All right, you got that one. When does it come out? <laughs> um. Okay, so let's guess. Um. Is this April seventeenth? What do you think, Jared? What, what's your guess? I'm gonna. I want to say the twenty fourth, but I don't know. Let's okay. Jared's got it. April April twenty fourth. Jared's All right, good. Director. Uh, the director is probably Bridget Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you shit your pants if you were right? <laughs> Wouldn't you have? <laughs> I would have given you the win. I'm get- uh, what, what's your guess, Jared? Okay, what's this movie called again? Radioactive? Uh, radioactive. Okay, it's, uh, Roseman Pike. I want to say Walter Anderson. 
No, it's a uh, it's Damn a woman. It. Her name is Marjane's uh, Set Rapi. Oh, oh that was good. close. She's, uh, Ira- Iranian. Yeah, you're pretty close. Um, so so far we've missed Trolls World Tour and Radioactive. We have Judy and Punch, Bad Therapy, The Lost Husband, and Lazy Susan remaining. Let's go with Lazy Susan. Um, I'm gonna guess that Susan Sarandon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but there are um, four famous actresses or actors in it. Hmm. Um, Will Forte. No, hold on. I'll give you some clues here. One of them is uh, he is uh, on Will and Grace, I believe. Um, Sean. Not one of the leads, oh. but he's on there. Uh, one of them is uh, he is. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry. I lost my place here. He is Ferris Bueller. The uh, the the other one's Ferris Bueller. Brendan oh, Fraser. Um, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. All right. So so Matt, Matthew Brother, Matthew Broderick is in it. When does it come out? The third. Holy crap! Nice. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Who directs this and, masterpiece, Jared? Uh, Lazy Susan. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I can't even think of a fake name. I'm going to go with um, Frank Robinson. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is Nick Pete. Uh, was, was it Nick or Pete? Or is it both of them? Nick, Nick, Nick Pete. Pete. Nick Pete? Nick Pete. Nick Pete. Hmm. Nick Pete. All right. Remaining movies are The Lost Husband, Bad Therapy, or Judy and Punch. You have two more t- two more tries. Uh, okay, let's go for Judy and Punch. Judy and Punch. Okay. I... There are apparently zero famous uh, famous people in this movie, so um, go ahead and just throw out a name. <laughs> oh, good. Um, how about Stephanie B- B- Birmingham? Stephanie Birmingham. <laughs> What do you got, Jared? Um, <laughs> uh, Damien Waterbottom. You know what's funny is you kind of got close. There's a guy named Damon. Damon Harriman. Yeah, not close. Um, you got Dam- Damien and Damon. Okay, do, do we get close, the point? So it's 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 closer than fucking something Waterbottom. <laughs> we'll t- we'll take the point. <laughs> um, what's the release date? Twenty fourth. Yes. Who directed it? I think uh, I think Damien Waterbottom also directed. <laughs> oh, he wrote wrote <laughs> yep. star and directed. Yeah. Jared's agreeing. Uh, no, it's someone named uh, Mariah Falks. Falks. Folks. I don't Mariah like it. Folks. I don't like that one bit. All right. All right. We got the lost husband and bad therapy remaining. Bad therapy. I think it's Cameron Diaz. Yeah, it's a sequel. Um, no, but we have a former Batwoman and uh, a former Hot Tub oh, Time Oh, that's machine. definitely, uh, what, she was in, uh, uh, The Lodge. Oh, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Who's the Hot Tub Time Machine member? Rob Corddry. <laughs> yeah. Wait, really? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> I just said that because I think they'd be a hilarious uh, couple. <laughs> Um, when's the release date? Um, it's got to be the seventeenth. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And who directed it? Uh, Bill Burr. <laughs> Is it Bill Burr? Um, uh, Jonah Wexley. <laughs> uh, no, close. It's William Teetler. Oh, Teetler. I bet he got Damn it. <laughs> How do we not know that? Wow. All right, for for shits and gigs, let's uh, let's go ahead and do the lost husband. Um, the lost husband. There's one famous actor in it. Um, he, it, you you would know him uh, from Transformers. Um, you would know him from Transformers: The Last <laughs> Night. You'd know him from When in Rome. Um, oh, Josh Duhamel. You would know Las Vegas. <laughs> yep. I love winning yep. Rome. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I haven't seen that. Um, you know him from Love, Simon. Uh, I love him from um, Love, Simon. So, yes, you got the actor. Uh, what's the release date? 10th. Nice. Holy crap. Yeah. We did really good at guessing yeah, the fucking yeah. dates. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, director. This is her sixth directed movie. A mm. um, couple shorts, though. It uh, doesn't have a whole lot of stuff to her name. So you would have no idea. Catherine Bigelow. Um, uh, her first name is the name of the villain from the Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> Jorgen? <Vicky. laughs> yep. And her last name is the opposite. Uh, or no, it, it's uh, it, yeah. I guess you could do that. Is the opposite of the color Caucasian. black. Caucasian. <laughs> oh, or Vicky White. <laughs> yes, but it's nice. spelled differently. Uh, but you guys we got won. it, Vicky White. You got it all. So yeah, you got one of them. We got the the what is it? The disappearing husband. <laughs> the, <laughs> the lost husband. The lost husband. We got it. We're winners. Yeah. No, we only got one. You only got one though. You had, you had to get Aww. two. Man, so. that makes us that makes us losers. Loser, loser. You just made the list. <laughs> I didn't mean to hit the list. I meant to hit this. So we are losers of the new release exam. So you want to do the name thing, I suppose, since you made us play the fucking thing? Oh, I, I don't know. Um, I, you know, should, should we make people wait? I mean, yeah. If you don't have one, then we can, we can reveal the name next week. Oh, I have one. <laughs> do, you want, do you want suspense? Do you want to save it for next week, or do you want to tell the folks now? Well, I think the only person who listens already knows what it's going to be. So, um, cause, you know, because he's he's on the podcast with us. So, um, I, I think I think we'll go ahead and and uh, and and give it out. Um, of course, you, you the the biggest thing in the world is is Tiger King, and uh, you know I I know how much you love to be the center of attention and and, and love praise and admiration, just like the main character of Tiger King. So. I think for this month you're gonna have to be co exotic. Ooh, see, this is one I this is one I can get behind. I might not I might not even get rid of it at the end of the month. I might keep co exotic. I dig it. I'm gonna make my Twitter handle too at co exotic. Co exotic. I bet that's already taken. I feel like you got to release a music video this week. Oh, deal. I will, but I'm not gonna sing. Cause you love me. Is that a song of his or is that Kenny Chesney? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. That was uh, Joe Exotic. Mm. Well, apparently it wasn't, so F that Yes, guy. it was. <laughs> okay, well, I, I guess I'm now co-exotic, which, you know, I, I'll take it. Um, co-exotic as a result of losing, no thanks to Jared, uh, this week's, or this month's new release exam. Wow. <laughs> there it is. Uh, let's bring this thing in for a landing here. Holy cow. Uh, but before we go, we got to leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I want to shout out a YouTube show. Um, I don't know exactly what to call the show, but it's on the Vanity Fair uh, YouTube channel. Uh, Vanity Fair, the magazine that is. And they have a series of these. Actually, they've got a lot of really good stuff on their YouTube channel. One of the things that I like is um, they have filmmakers breaking down um, their own films. So I watched one that was like, um, it was Taika Waititi and Stephen Merchant talking about a scene from Jojo Rabbit. And they'll like play a little bit and then pause it and say like, oh, here's a funny story about something that happened when we were filming this. Or here's how we got this shot. There's a really good one with Ryan Johnson talking about Knives Out. That's super interesting. Um, so those I would highly recommend. Notes on a Scene is what that series is called. And then uh, the other thing I would recommend is um, Micro Impressions. So they take, or Nano Impressions. They take these really good impressionists and give them, like an example of one is, Robin Williams doesn't know who he's singing Happy Birthday to. And a person will do like a three second impression of that happening. So they're really quirky and out there stuff. And those are those are tight and easy to watch. The the other videos are longer, but uh, not that they need my help. But Vanity Fair's YouTube channel is is my one more thing. They got some good stuff. So you you said something about a screen and it reminded me of a song that has um, it's uh it's called Blue on Black, but it's not Screen. It's Scream. I just looked it up now. So I went through a whole journey in my head <laughs> about this song that I. The song that I thought had the word screen in it for like two decades now, um, I just realized is scream. So I'm a moron. <laughs> um, but my my one more thing is another podcast. Um, and I've talked about it before, but for those who have watched the Tiger King, um, this kind of combines two worlds for me. Um, a, another character in the Tiger King is Doc Bogdavon, I think his name is. Um, I called him Don when I was reviewing <laughs> the show, but... Uh, Trust, I, I, I've learned my lesson. It's Doc Bogdavon. Um, he's kind of like the high-scale tiger owner uh, in the show. And uh, he uh, went on Theo Vaughn's podcast this week, did a Skype interview or a Zoom interview or whatever on Theo Vaughn's podcast this past weekend. Um, and it's a really interesting interview. Um, Doc Bogdavon is still Roman free. Um, he, he's still got his zoo and everything like that. But he... He's talking about there's a lot of controversy with with the the actual filmmakers themselves about what kind of truths they stretched in the show, um, what kind of stuff they played up and that type of thing. Not even just I mean I think all sides have kind of um, said that and and I know that's uh, included in kind of the lawsuit that uh, Joe Exotic has going on right now too. So a lot of a lot of interesting stuff going around. Not even just with the story itself, but now since the it's come out. Um, but Doc Bogdavon, uh, he also brings up some of this stuff in the interview and talks about um, some of the things that were lied about, some things uh, uh, or that he says were lied about, um, specifically stuff with his uh, with his uh, many girls he has living with him, hot young girls that he has living on, on his compound that he's got. 
Um, and and some of Theo Vaughn's because uh, I've talked about him before. He, you know, he's just an interesting dude, and some of his comments that he makes throughout it are pretty funny. Um, he, he it's an interesting interview for sure. So if you've watched Tiger King, this is kind of a fun uh, follow up to to go ahead and watch um, on on the YouTube's uh, this past weekend. Uh, Theo Vaughn, uh, his podcast. Check that out. I'm gonna have to check Ooh. that out. That sounds uh, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. So my one last thing is again, it kind of uh, following the vein of Cody's with a YouTube thing. Um, have you guys ever seen those videos where they get, um, you know, they did it with the Tom Kenny, I believe, the voice of SpongeBob, and they give him a bunch of animated characters, and then they voice those characters. No. No. Okay. Yeah. I definitely mm-hmm. looked that up. I don't know what the name of it's called, but yeah, they they draw up like ten random cartoon characters, and then you kind of go through the mind of that voice actor of the voice that they would give the character because of the traits that they have. Anyways, they brought on the voice of Ash Ketchum, which is Sarah Natacheni, I believe. Um, beautiful woman, but the voice like it was so weird to see Ash Ketchum's voice come out of a woman and the way that she broke down all of these other characters. But then there's another video, and this is from Vanity Fair. There's another video of her explaining dubbing because all of the Pokemon anime is essentially in Japanese, I believe. And then they get it shipped over here, and then she has to dub that but make it look like it works. And the way that they break all of that down with sound effects of just, like, grunting and falling and then saying the lines and making it match up, it was it was wild. Like, uh, I give so much credit to voice acting. So when... So is the story that they translate from the, the anime, um, the Japanese anime, is the, the stuff that they translate over to the story, does it still all match up with the See, Japanese they, show? See, they go into that, and like, they are given the script, and then there's, like, a script engineer that has to essentially rewrite it, and then they the, the Sarah girl, the voice of Ash Ketchum, will read that line, and if it's too short or too long, then they have to rewrite that to somewhat make sense. Like, it is a whole science, and it is weird how much work goes into that. Oh, weird. Man. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. Huh. So, like, so even, like, so is, is this is still current? Like, yeah, well, how apparently, they do like, this? she even said that, like, the turnaround rate is, I think, like, a day. Like, it, it was insane. And every episode, yeah, that she goes in, does the thing, and it's, it's, it's weird. Like, again, it is a whole, uh, almost aspect of, you know, voice, like, uh, re, uh entertainment that I just, I don't know. I didn't want to discount it, but it's like, oh, you go in and do a funny voice and you walk out and it looks like it's so much like science and timing and rewriting a script. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is, it is weird. That's awesome. I got to check this out. This is yeah, cool. I'll, always, I'll send I've you the SpongeBob one. I had a lot of questions. Yeah. Let me see that. Um, and then I'll put the link in the description box also so people can check it out. So yeah, this is fascinating because uh, you're right. I would, I always, always thought it's like this easy thing. You pop in, read some shit and you leave, but it makes sense that there would be a lot more to it than that. That's fascinating. So we got uh, voice actors, we got uh, new podcasts, and we got Vanity Fair on YouTube here in One More Thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. All right, folks, that's going to do it for episode 138 of the SoCo Show. Shouts out to JB for joining us once again. Appreciate you being back. Uh, you want to plug some shit? 
Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys, for having me on again. I'm sure that this is going to continue for a few more weeks. But you can find all of my stuff and reviews on JBuck Studios on YouTube and then social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Jared Buckendall. Again, every Tuesday. At Jared Buckendall. Yep, right there. Yep. Um, every Tuesday night, JBuck Live <laughs> will be on the channel. I don't know what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to try to get a bunch of things together. But, yeah, check that out. Boom. There you go. Links to all Jared's stuff in the description box, as always. Uh, shouts out to our sponsors. Links to them as well in the description box. Uh, big thank you to our anchor contributors. Uh, we certainly appreciate the support. And uh, for anyone who wants to become a new contributor, again, hit that anchor link in the description box. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We're keeping the episodes rolling out uh, while we are under this uh, quarantine uh, rule. So uh, you can expect new episodes of this show every Thursday uh, as, as long as we're alive. So we'll see how, how long that is. <laughs> um, but uh, thanks again for joining us. For Jay to the B and for Seth, I can't call you the so-host anymore. I've been co-exotic, and we will see you next week. Bye.